What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chico Bulls related, and the struggle continues. The Chicago Bulls lost another overtime game to the New York Knicks. We're going to talk about some of the details from that game and Wolves providing an update on Lonzo Ball that's kind of sent all types of false narratives around. We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans, so if you weren't around for the post-game show last night, it's simple. The Bulls got their ass kicked. And, you know, while they did compete down the stretch of the game for sure, right, even so much as almost winning the game on a lob pass in fourth quarter in regulation, that I do think Patrick Williams got fouled on him. He should have been going to the free throw line. My opinion, again, not everybody's going to share that. That's my personal opinion on that. But the Bulls did lose another game in overtime, another close game to a team that is one of the worst shooting teams in the NBA, and we let them have a career night, well, a, a huge night shooting, 54% from the field, 32% from, and the Bulls allowed a yet another team to have a huge night shooting behind them. This time, one of the worst shooting teams in the league, and that's the, the New York Knicks, shot the ball 52% from three-point range, and also 49% overall from the field, and Billy Donovan Kind of talked about this after the game. Talked about how they were leaving their feet to try to uh, jump and block shots, putting people on the free on the free throw line, things like that. And basically, that the devil is in the details. They have some detailed things that they need to work about, work around. And the fact that it's all controllable for the scene. But at the end of the day, it's this right. When I, the way that I look at it, this team continues to allow teams to shoot, have huge nights, three point range. Something has to give, right? This is not a fluke, right? With some teams. You have games where it's like some teams just get hot and you just say, hey, that team just got hot that night. But when it's every single night, every single opponent for the Chicago Bulls have these huge nights shooting the three ball, it's something fundamentally wrong with the team. Just period. It's something fundamentally wrong. When you make the same mistake every single time, there's something fundamentally wrong, whether it be the defensive scheme, whether it be the, the mindset of the players, whether it be the execution, whatever it is. There's something that's seriously going on that allow, that this team allows the shooting nights that they do. And that's almost, it, it's it's hard to, to beat a team when you're shooting terribly yourself, but allowing teams to go off from behind the three-point line. It's always going to be difficult for the Bulls as long as they're doing that. Then on top of that, the Bulls got their asses kicked in the rebounding battle, being out-rebounded by 17. Now, some would say, oh, well, Drummond should have played more. He did. Drummond played like cheeks. This whole entire game. You can't take away from that. Anybody who goes right to Drummond should have played more. I need you to watch the game. Drummond played like cheeks most of this game. Would I like to see Drummond more towards the 15, 16, 18 minutes per game? Absolutely. But when he's at, he's effectively hurting the team, it's going to be a different story. Derrick Jones Jr. in this game did not have the impact that we've come to expect over the last handful of games from Derrick Jones Jr. either. Um, one of those players in, in Billy Donovan's post-conference, he talked about players leaving their feet to try to attempt blocks. Derrick Jones Jr. was almost Tyrus Thomas out there tonight. If you winked at him enough, he was jump. He was in the air. You got him in the air. So again, that's not to crap on Derrick Jones Jr.'s season as a whole, because I do think he's putting a, he's he's been giving the Bulls some really good minutes, and he even did some things off the ball and defensively in this game as well. But 
The amount of times that you saw Derrick Jones Jr. in the air, it's just it's ridiculous. And he didn't get any any blocks. Well, he got one block on this game. But, you know, with that being said, too, like Vooch had a good game. And I know some Bulls fans are going to go to blaming Vooch, but he was 9 of 16 from the field, 19 points, 7 uh, uh, rebounds, 5 assists, 2 blocks from, from Nikola Vucevic. Vooch played good tonight. Uh, DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine. Here goes my, my thing on DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine. I get it. They're your stars. I get it. Zach Levine's the highest paid player. But P. Will was cooking tonight. Four for six from the field, 11 points, he, uh, five uh, assists, two rebounds, one steal, one block. This is the type of game, especially with when you look at the impact that Julius Randle had, I think we should have went to Patrick Williams a little bit more. Uh, DeMar DeRozan had a terrible first half, and like it's been the story with him, he comes on kind of in the second half. He was still only eight of 18 um, in this game, but 16 of 17 from the free throw line, getting 32 points, two blocks from him. Uh, two assists, five rebounds. De- DeMar DeRozan gave some things in this game, right? I don't want to act like it was completely terrible. He was important down the stretch. I think he scored eight of the Bulls' uh, first points in the for- in the overtime. I mean, in the fourth quarter, he-, he was balling. He scored eight points in a row for the Chicago Bulls. Zach Levine in this one didn't shoot the ball too well, only 25 points. He was 11 of 23 shooting from the field, five, rebound- five rebounds, three assists, one steal from Zach Levine. Zach Levine played pretty good in this game. The shooting... Still has been up and down for him, but defensively, he definitely did some things in this game as well. And just looking at this game, if you watch this game, you know that the Bulls' execution in the second half was much better. They won the third and the fourth quarters. They they lost the first quarter only by one point, but lost the second quarter by, by eight points. That's tough. That hurts. This Chicago Bulls team, I've said it like this before, if this team can ever get to playing the same brand of defense for all four quarters, you're looking at a completely different team. Is this team still set up right now to possibly go on the opposite run that they did last year and be a better second half of the season team? Absolutely. But every day that goes by gets more difficult to see that vision and to see that possibility for a team that's just playing flat. It's just playing flat. The fact of the matter is this. I've been saying this for a couple of weeks now. DeMar DeRozan's 15 dribbles, 12,000 pump fakes, it's cool, especially in the fourth quarter. It gets you some things, but it definitely does. It's affecting the touches the other team gets. I said this on the post game, so I'm going to bring this back here. When you have a player in Patrick Williams who's shown some point forward abilities, right, but you don't allow him to cultivate those skills and to be that point forward at any point, right? I'm not expecting everything to go through Patrick Williams. He has to earn that, but he's not going to earn it if you don't give him the opportunities to do it. Six shots in this game from Patrick Williams. There's no reason why Patrick Williams should have not shot 10 to 12 shots in this game. And I guarantee if he did that, he would have had 22 points. Patrick Williams, the development of him, like that's one of the biggest question marks I have right now for this coaching staff and and the front office. The front office bet on continuity. Part of that bet on continuity was absolutely seeing the development in the players and hoping that one of them takes a leap. You don't put the ball in Io's hands as a point guard. You don't put the ball in Patrick Williams' uh, uh, hands as a potential point forward. How are we developing these players then, right? Now, that's a story for another day, maybe a story for another video. But when you look at the way that the Bulls are losing this game, they keep finding ways to lose. They keep finding ways, and usually the devil's in that first half of the game. If you always look with the Chicago Bulls, if they play better basketball in the first half with the way that they do play in the second half, some of these games are going to turn into wins. And already, yes, some of these games were close. There were some bad calls. The Bulls could easily right now, with some things going a different way right now, be almost a reverse worker. They could be 16 and 11 right now. But the fact of the matter is, we can keep talking about what it could have, should have, what could have happened. It's not happening. 
And that's the biggest issue for the Chicago Bulls team is the struggles of this team. They are not great at any one thing. None. Now, Kobe White, I do want to also acknowledge Kobe White, who had probably his most complete game as a pro. And I mean, yeah, he, he's had bigger scoring nights. But what he did defensively, what he did passing, what he did putting the ball on the floor tonight was, and you have to watch it. It's not going to come out at you through the stat sheet. You have to really watch this game to understand how Kobe White really showed a lot of growth in this game. One of only, I think, two Bulls, him and Javante Green were the only two Bulls that had positive plus minuses in, in this game. Kobe White, 12 points, 5 for 8, um, shooting overall from the field, 2 for 4 from 3-point range, 4 rebounds, 2 assists, only 1 turnover from Kobe. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, Bet the nonstop action of March Madness with MyBookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code BULLCENTRAL but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Kobe White. Kobe White played a good game. Javante Green, to a much lesser extent, only 10 minutes from Javante Green. He was two for three from the field, three, three rebounds, one block, a positive plus minus of plus five, and he scored six points. But the fact of the matter still lies with this Bulls team is this. Until this team figures out an identity, that identity that they were supposed to be using training camp to build, until they figure out a sustained level of play, it's going to be a lot of struggles night in and night out for the Chicago Bulls. Now, they're going to win some of those games that they even struggle in because they're a good enough team to do that. But as we look for that being sustained over the course of the season, there's so many of you guys that hold out hope, and I understand it, I'm right there with you, that this team could be similar to what the Boston Celtics did last season as far as being a much better second-half team than what they've been so far to start this season. But at some point, it's just not going to happen. At some point, you have to look at this team and say, it's not going to happen for this team. There are parts of this team, well, the parts of this team are good individually when you look at them on paper. Vooch is still a top-10 center in this league, probably more like top-8 at this point, but he definitely is still that. But until you find the right combination or the right offense to get the best out of everybody and to get everybody involved, Listen, the Bulls' offense is a 2005 offense. We know that. It's 2022. This offense is super predictable. By the way, that it's always going to be difficult in close games because guess what? When the going gets tough, the Bulls get predictable. And so the way to, the way to overcome that is by simply involving everybody, burying your offense, getting everybody involved in, the, in, in that offense, getting everybody touches and shots. But I'm telling you right now, as long as we are the heavy DeMar DeRozan only in the, in the fourth quarter team in these close games, we're not going to win a lot of them. And that's not, a, that's not a knock on DeMar as a player, but that's a knock on, again, when you have a player that's super limited in the way that they get their offense, it's always going to be a predictable offense unless you move without the ball. That's on the players. Unless you come up with a system that moves the ball around and gets everybody involved. That's on the coaching staff. Something has to happen. And while I still do not think a major trade is happening as far as like a full blow it up type scenario, it may be coming to where a trade is going to eventually be needed just to bring some different energy to this team to bring a different. But then again, as I said yesterday in the postgame show, when people, I think it may have been a halftime hangout, 
where people were asking, what about the Kuzma trade? Even if the Bulls did go out and let's say traded for somebody like Kyle Kuzma, I don't necessarily trust that Billy Donovan is even going to incorporate them into the offense correctly. The issues with the Chicago Bulls team is so multi-layered. It's not just Zach Levine. It's not just Vooch. It's not just DeMar. It's not just the coaching staff. It's not just the front office. It's so many combinations of so many other things, and that's what makes it so hard to see the light or any light at the end of the tunnel for the Chicago Bulls team. Now, again, the season's not all over. Nobody's saying, well, some people are saying that. I'm not saying that, though, right? 27 games into the season, there's still more than enough time to turn it around. But you have to ask yourself, and every day that passes by, you got to ask yourself, is that answer to turning it around internally in this team? Is it some things that you can fix internally with reconfiguring some some of the schemes or, or, or combinations or whatever? Or is it that you have to make a trade to find a better fit, right? Is it just that? Sometimes it's not always having the best talent, right? Sometimes it's how that talent fits together. And the Chicago Bulls right now are leaving much to be desired on how this talent is fitting together. So we'll see. This, Like I said, this loss is, continues to be frustrating for this team. The, the play of this team continues to be frustrating. The energy around this team continues to be frustrating. And again, I, you guys know, I have only can take so much from the, these post-game pressers and these conferences and things because this team has always said the right things. But the time for talk is done. It's done. You can't keep talking your way through this bullshit. You got to eventually make a decision on what you're going to do and improve this roster. The bet on continuity up until this point hasn't worked. It just hasn't. That bet on continuity has not worked. Can it still work? Can you make? I don't know. I, listen, you pay people that are supposed to be a lot smarter than Hayes sitting here on his podcast on YouTube and Apple Podcasts talking his shit. But at the end of the day, like something has to be done. This is not it. This team ain't it. I said that a while ago. Was it like a month ago I said it? If you keep expecting this this adversity that this team is facing right now to pay off down the line, it could, right? Let's be clear. It could very well. What this team is going through could make this team a much better team going through these issues right now. But it's harder and harder to see that coming around until we are the worst clutch team in the NBA. We've been in clutch games 18 games, we've won two of them. Two of them. We got to figure, and the shooting wasn't too bad today. The rebounding was garbage. There are some things that you can look at with this game and say, hey, it wasn't completely terrible, but it wasn't good either. Shooting 40, 54% from the field, solid. 32% from three, that needs some definitely improvement. They took 28 three-pointers. All right, shout out there. The 25 assists on 48 main, 46 main baskets, cool. Not exactly where we want to be, but cool. Only 12 turnovers in this game, all right, cool. This team has to figure something out because this it's not doing it. Now, one thing that I do want to talk about before we go is something that came out right before the game, and that is Woj saying this, direct quote, there are no guarantees that Lonzo Ball plays at all this season. He's rehabbing that knee now, and he's still feeling some pain. Now, what this turned into is a lot of other websites reporting that Lonzo Ball is going to miss this season. That is not necessarily the fact of the matter. Now, he could very well. I told you guys the way that I see it, every day that goes by that we don't have a firm update and timeline for Lonzo Ball you got to understand that that makes it more likely he's not going to play at all this season. But for those that are kind of worrying it, those that have seen it, those have seen that other uh, you, other content creators, other websites have now taken this and said and ran with it that, oh, Lonzo Ball is done for the season. That's not what Woj was saying. But the, the concerns are definitely there. Like he said, there are no guarantees that he plays this season. But it was not a report that Lonzo was definitely done for the season. But like I've been telling you guys this before, and this is my thought on it, we can't keep waiting on Somebody who's been out of basketball for a year, you can't wait on them to come and save your team. 
I get it that there's the mindset of how much he does on this team and how much it improves this team. But the question, the fact of the matter is, you can't bet on him to come right back and be able to do those things at the level he was doing it after being out of basketball for a, for a year. So practice some patience. It's going to take some time. Even if they were to say Lonzo Ball's back at the beginning of February, if they were just to say, announce that now, the good thing about that is getting Lonzo Ball back, getting him some reps, doing some things like that. But do not expect Lonzo Ball to come back and save this bull season. This season, is not it, Not one player can save this. Uh, the, the team coming together, those aspects that we talked about before, coming together can definitely help this team. But Lonzo Ball isn't walking through that door anytime soon. And even if he did, right, that's the thing. It's not turning this bull season around all, all in, on of its own, on, in of itself is the phrase that I'm looking for. So this team, yeah, listen, I get it and I get the excitement. I want to see Lonzo Ball back badly as well. But it's it's... Listen, I tell you guys, every single day that passes by, that chance becomes less and less likely. But yeah, I'm sorry. I know this episode became very ranty. I love you guys, man. Um, I'll probably drop another episode today being more. This I'm I'm frustrated. We lost to the damn Knickerbockers. The Knickerbockers is who we lost this game to. That's crazy, man. That's wild. Um, but that's it for me for today. Make sure you follow the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. BullCentralPod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text and or voicemail for our mailbag episodes, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See red as much as you can. And peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.